Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One time I told someone I was I did a podcast about The Office, and I think they took it to mean that I did a podcast about where I work. Oh, they're like, what's the audience? And I was like, what are you everybody. saying about me? <laughs> no, it was just very funny. Like, I don't think the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel ready to go. Lacrimose. <laughs> <laughs> out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains. That are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Creed, call Andy and Kelly. Free business paper needs or Dundermiff. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermiff. Then the people purchase paper, people Dundermiff. Then the people purchase paper, people. Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, and I know a cr- I know the crap out of women, Sean Rowe. <laughs> and I'm Edwin James, and I want a copy on my desk by the end of the day, or you will receive a full desagulation. And with us, as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. Let's face it, most guys are from the dark ages. They're cavemen, and they like a woman to be showing her cleavage and to be wearing eight-inch heels and to be wearing um, see-through underpants. But for me... A woman looks best when she is just absolutely naked. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we're talking about women's appreciation from season three. Uh, then we'll head to the conference room to talk about sp- our Spotify wrapped uh, pr- uh, for characters in the show and some other things like that. And, uh, and we'll finish up with some listener provided trivia. Uh, before we get into all that, Alex, uh, do we have a little housekeeping? We do. It's it's we we have a we have an ask, which is join Scott's Tots, which we ask you every week. You know, mm-hmm. join the community. Five dollars a month gets you so many back episodes, hours and hours of our mailbag episodes, uh, hanging out with our with our fans, our listeners, answering your questions, mm-hmm. and occasionally we release fun stuff, bonus stuff. Season some two of our Ted Lasso material. podcast. Yeah, we have other draft episodes, some early unreleased recordings when mm-hmm. we were just teenagers. Mm-hmm. And, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just just yesterday, just yesterday mm-hmm. on there, Sean and I, behind Edwin's back, recorded a White Lotus Christmas special, part <laughs> one. Awesome. Recorded <laughs> yep. it and posted it. Uh, episodes one through six of White Lotus, which Sean and I are obsessed with. 
Uh, yep, yep. Absolutely love the show. Edwin, where mm. are you at in the White Lotus? Have you been watching season two? This is a show or movie? You did this last time. You did this last time. Edwin. Fool me once. Shame on you. Shame on me. I've watched Fool me twice. He's not caught up. He's not. I'm not caught up. Well, guess what? You have a whole week to get caught up before we do part two of the White Lotus Christmas special in which we break down the season finale. Just we're going to go deep. We're going to go grain by grain on that thing. Pedal by pedal. Pedal by pedal off the Lotus. We have been... We talked all sorts of theories. We talked. I mean, we we did what we do on this show, but for White Lotus season. Two. Oh, we went mm. off the rails completely. Crazy. Um, wrangling. So. I'm sure you have a bunch of drops of really funny <laughs> quotes that have been compiled throughout the show that you pepper yep. in at particular moments to interrupt. Oh, Sean, it was maybe. highly. It was highly produced. Probably highly the most produced thing we've ever made. O- overproduced, okay. some might mm-hmm. say. But um, just yeah, to be clear, uh, none of that happened. Uh, <laughs> as far as the production, we did the show, but uh, no, there's no drops. <laughs> we just recorded it and we threw we're it just out. Talking, there. we're just talking White Lotus. Um, this this episode that you're listening to right now is coming out on Thursday. White Lotus comes out on Sunday, and then I think we'll try and drop another yeah. podcast on like Monday or Tuesday. Just well, probably Monday time. Monday evening, I'm guessing, because we'll pro- we'll yeah. run a record at Monday while the, we'll while keep the, it tight. We'll keep it tight. While the Lotus is, is hot. Um, um, but go ahead and join Patreon so that you can send us your questions or your own predictions mm-hmm. um, and uh, be a part of it. And uh, yeah, if you're if you're watching White Lotus, you uh, you got to you got to hang out with us and, and check that out. Yes. If you like well, our Ted Lasso uh... series, uh, you'll like this. So, Edwin, I hope I, and please, if you catch up and see it, please join us for the season finale. Yeah, that's uh, I will respectfully decline. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Alex and Sean told me they had a, a, a surprise housekeeping item up top, and uh, what a what a delightful Christmas surprise! <laughs> so no, I, I'll get Sorry. caught up, and we'll we'll dig into it. And I'm really glad that you use days of the week and not specific dates uh, to keep things nice and ambiguous. Uh, but no, I uh, I will uh, get up to speed, and we'll watch it. And I'm really cool. excited that we get to talk about another show in depth together. I think that's something cool. we wanted to do for a while. So I appreciate you guys taking the uh, the initiative there. If you haven't uh, seen yeah. it, it's only seven episodes this season. You don't even need to watch season one. They're they're separate. You things. don't. It, it, yeah, you it totally helps, don't. but you really honestly do not need to. You could just watch season two mm-hmm. season two has been amazing do yeah. i need to read the books first yes it helps uh you can watch the you can read the graphic novels that they also there have. are okay. no books there are no books <laughs> um anyways yeah so uh anyways join us on patreon if if you're a fan of white lotus or if you need yeah. more mspc content you also get ad free, you also get ad free episodes you, you get to you get to help us donate you, you get a bunch of you know it's all there go check it out mm-hmm Thanks to our tots for supporting the show. Okay, let's get into today's topic, which is Mm. Women's Appreciation Season 3, Episode 22. It aired on May 3rd, 2007. It was written by Gene Stepnitsky and Lee Eisenberg and directed by Tucker Gates. Uh, Edwin, why did we pick Women's Appreciation for this week? Well, I think one of the things that comes from our Patreon is we put out uh, just a it asked for episode topic ideas or things that people wanted to hear. And I believe it was Gen V who suggested that we talk about this episode. So we wanted to, first of all, thank you for listening and supporting. And then also um, I thought it was, it's a great episode for us to uh, dip back into, to go into season three and talk about another single episode. Um, This is a very unique episode. Just, I think in the sheer amount of cringe 
Um, <laughs> and we'll we'll uh, get into all of that here in just a second. We could do a cringe this... draft just just from this episode. Honestly. <laughs> just from this episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, man. What a classic. Michael Scott is just a full on offensive idiot who somehow still seems to just mean well and be slightly endearing even for the women he is offending the yeah, entire he does, episode what, six fireable <laughs> things throughout this episode oh. at least probably yes. more but i mean this is uh yeah it really is it's and, and the thing i mean rewatching this but in the super fan cut uh obviously a lot more jokes in there but i mean just to kind of set the wider context of this episode, I mean, this is coming in right at the end of season three. There's only two episodes after this. There's there's Beach Games and The Job, both of which are heavily focused on Jim and Karen, the Jim, Karen, Pam love triangle. And this episode yes. sneakily is not laid well, but it it lays it's very nuanced and subtle. But a lot of mm. this is about Jim and Pam and Karen, and we see a lot of looks. And it's kind of crazy because nothing directly happens between the three of them throughout this episode but we do get a lot of glances we get um the way that the way that uh, karen and pam are kind of these opposing advice for michael throughout this entire episode is very emblematic of where jim and karen are as well of sort of like is that the right person or not um and and the way they're kind of tug of war over what michael should do feels like it's actually also it's actually about jim and karen that's a good point I agree. There's like an there's a weight to that, it being so understated, layered in through dialogue or or advice that they give to Michael, um, that gives it a weight and a presence that I think maybe does doesn't exist in in the later seasons of the show in the exact same way. Um, I mean, this is, you know, it's it's like it's Jim and Pam. So there's like this very foundational relationship within the show, and this th- at this point in the show, there's there's so much that is not being said and not being expressed. Um, by these three characters. And I think it's also pretty strong that Jim himself is not necessarily involved in a lot of these scenes. Um, mm-hmm. But but uh, but I agree. Uh, a very, very kind of a subtle undercurrent uh, within this episode, which is so dominated by Michael's, uh, <laughs> I don't know, train of thought. <laughs> Everything Idiocy. about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before we get into uh, all of uh, Michael's buffoonery for this episode, uh, let's start with uh, what a great cold open for this episode. So simple, so clean. Uh, Dwight, <laughs> Chris. Dwight, sir. Yes, it is. Uh, Dwight just smell it. It's mm. pure. Uh, Dwight just serves Jim a demerit, and Jim <laughs> serves him back. Full disagula. It's just classic Jim and Dwight. There's just nothing. It's harmless. It's it's just a charming back and forth. They're making up terms. Jim's meeting his eyeline. That's that's what goes on. There's a, there's this. There are periods in the show where Jim is Dwight's superior in terms of the office hierarchy, and that Jim clearly doesn't care about that most of the time. <laughs> but Dwight obviously does. Yeah, mm-hmm. obsessing over assistant to the regional manager versus assistant regional manager, and Jim Lee plays that card occasionally. Um, for example, uh, he's co-manager, and he makes Dwight go back and forth between him and Michael. Um, and... Or, or even in this season, season three, the uh, the committee to plan parties. He he deem he's the one who has to step in and deem the committee valid. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, it's a great point. So, I mean, how many other instances does Dwight just? run to michael michael 
you know, in that in that way. Um, but in this respect, he has to go right to Jim, which is me. Um, Could you please? So, I'm in session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a pretty harsh shift though when there you don't have the when you're skipping the intro and it just goes from this joke straight into Phyllis walking in kind of stunned. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean this this episode wastes no time outside of the cold open of just getting right into it. And uh, yeah. I, I was before we move on yeah. from the cold open, please. A, another like Dwight like being kind of surprised, <laughs> re- like love a good Dwight surprised mm-hmm. reaction um, <laughs> at the at the full desagulation. What. What Dwight also enjoys that? the the structure and the paper trail that has to be recorded and notarized <laughs> and approved. When you think about all the complaints that he submits to Toby, the love contract that he has with Angela. Oh, yes. He likes a lot of stamps and signatures and uh, different documents being traded back and forth around. Make it official. On that note, yeah. I'm just going to run through the math real quick. So five. So this gets him. <laughs> what he does is get a demerit for doing tardiness this for tardiness mm-hmm. what is one demerit okay so three okay. three demerits is a citation mm-hmm. so uh he needs five citations for a violation so he needs 15 instances like this mm-hmm. okay okay uh multiply that by four 60 mm-hmm. so he okay. needs to do it 60 times to get yeah. a one verbal warning which means okay. two of those is the discipl- disciplinary review. So he needs to be tardy 120 times before Dwight would actually write a disciplinary <laughs> review and place it on Jim's desk. I feel like that was really good for all of our audience members who like to sleep to our podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now we see you. We see you. We see you hearing us going Now to sleep. that they're asleep, yeah. we can. <laughs> all right, let's move on to everything else. Okay, so <laughs> then Phyllis comes in and she has been flashed. She is clearly um, traumatized walking Shook. into the office. Dwight springs into action, pushing her out of the way. <laughs> yeah, no questions. Move! Um, We did watch the extended cut on uh, on Peacock in in preparation for this. So there's a couple of uh, bonus material in this scene. I I don't did we we didn't see Bob Vance come up. Um, No. So, yeah, I guess in in tracking the reaction. So Dwight springs into action. uh, Jim calls the police. um, The real Andy says, I'll check the web. One of the. (laughs) Yeah. The, one, of one, one of the funny things, yeah, one of the classic drops that we have. This episode mm-hmm. is is very full of uh, drops. Um, yes. Oh yeah, our original conference room drop is from this episode. <laughs> yeah, uh, but a new addition is Bob Vance, uh, who comes in and gives Phyllis a hug and kind of comforts her, uh, yeah. which is nice because that's alluded to in the in the regular cut. Bob Vance and, went out and took her for a walk. Took that's her. right. I'll bid on the hug. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a is a moment like kind of like Alex was talking about, where you get Pam kind of in the middle of. Phyllis and Bob are sharing a hug. And then, you know, Jim is also kind of consoling um uh Karen. Karen. Um, and Pam is just kind of like left like looking between them. So this is yes. kind of the beginning of the nuanced yeah. uh, drama between yeah. us. But we can um, throughout. But yes, Bob Vance <clears throat> just right going going right to Phyllis, consoling. Just being Bob He's a Vance. Good man. Being the man it's Michael Scott man. can't be, because Michael then... comes in, comes in with a whole different reaction. And Michael, no. So what is so? 
What is so extra funny about this is that Michael starts initially with the correct reaction. Is she okay? <laughs> really? Is she okay? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Um, and then after thinking about it a little more, <laughs> decides to uh act completely inappropriately. Uh and uh yeah, I mean <laughs> This is, I think, this is the first cr- of many cringe moments of this episode. Well, and then it, and then obviously he, I mean, it's it, he doubles down on his on his poor judgment and uses his finger. And then when Toby comes in, wow, and he starts making fun, yeah, yeah, I, the sound he, he makes making, always makes me laugh. When <laughs> he starts talking to Toby, and uh, he eventually says, "Show us your penis." Then he, everyone's collective reaction, like the mm-hmm. he finally reads that. And yep. says, in all the excitement, I forgot that my primary goal is to keep people safe. Michael's primary goal changes all the time and every day in any situation. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in no, you know, what is it? Uh, make friends first and in no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's mo- how it goes. That moment when he says, yeah, prove it. Let's see your penis. Uh, you know, as that was coming out of my mouth, I knew that it was wrong. That oh, yeah. is a great background. <laughs> John Krasinski is fully breaking on camera, mm-hmm. looking at the camera while he breaks beneath, <laughs> under his hand. So obvious, but yeah, they yeah. had to leave it in. I thought <laughs> I thought they were going to finish that scene with a that's what she said from Michael. Because it just, just sets himself up so perfectly. Mm-hmm. But he looks right in the camera. He's, that, he's clearly on his mind. Yeah, I was like, yeah. he's got to say it. Uh, but he doesn't. Uh, but that, that whole exchange of, oh, Toby, boom. <laughs> I you know, watching that live with all my friends. This was like peak getting together in college to, to watch this. Uh, I was dying. I was laughing so hard because I'm I guess I'm a little boy and that kind of humor works on me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, important to note, too, that Dwight and Michael are not the only people who have an inappropriate reaction to this. We also get Creed saying that he's if if that's flashing lock him up he's done this to people before definitely <laughs> hanging brain i yeah i might be with you and uh and your mom uh at that moment alex again uh, because i know that you guys both don't like creed very much so me and my am mom I right? what no no your mom doesn't <laughs> like kevin i'm sorry you leave my mom out of this episode okay <laughs> bonnie ward is a saint <laughs> I, was, um, I will not have her name schmeared <laughs> where is it schmear uh, uh, I, I got a question for you because okay just well, before we leave this scene because yes okay well go ahead F- fin- yeah finish up sorry <laughs> I was just going to say that Angela also it, it reacts yeah. like, by like victim blaming, blaming Phyllis, Phyllis you're a married <laughs> woman yes you're a married yeah. woman like Jesus wow <laughs> uh I, when G- Jim's like, it's pretty funny when you think about it. Everyone's like, no, no, no. Okay, Michael, Masters of not Comedy. Jim. Or Michael, sorry. Uh, okay, yeah. Masters of Comedy. A guy dropped his pants. You ever been to the circus? Like, <laughs> yeah. do you think Michael was abused at the circus as a boy? <laughs> yeah. That, like, did a clown, <laughs> like something was like, no, this is what we do at a circus. And did something to Michael. <laughs> and that's part of the reason he's a little messed up about all this stuff. I mean, that's the way reason that he I, is what he is. A guy dropped his pants. Have you ever been to the circus? <laughs> what? <laughs> I what? Like a clown? I, I get a, maybe a clown's like suspenders popping off, and the yeah, you know, I think that's what yeah, it's probably what he means. But mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. saying. 
That's different um, than a guy showing his penis. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, uh, yes. Michael's job to keep the women safe. And we learn about foliage in mm-hmm. that moment. Well, well, I mean, that's the other thing that happens is Michael immediately delegates emergency response duties to Dwight. Um, yes. Who goes over the top and creates an emergency task force. Um, but then that's what happens. Yeah, Jan calls Michael and um, we get kind of an insight into their relationship. Hunter's on the phone listening. Um, yeah. And it's kind of catalyst. Yeah. Yeah. It's catalyst for Michael, uh, you know, needing um, eventually breaking up with Jan at the end of this episode, or at least trying to be a voicemail. It's I mean, you got to have something for Michael for people to feel sorry for him in this episode, because otherwise there's just nothing likable about him. And boy, do they really come up with a story for you to feel sorry for him. Well, it's like you see how Jan treats Michael all the time. And so it's like, of course, he's pretty uh, jaded. And when it comes to this sort of thing, he's not sensitive at all because he's not his he's not being treated with any kind of respect either. Um, Mm -hmm. And that scene, too, when Jan is so businesslike and transactional. I'm, Michael's like, I drive a lot. I'm spending, I'll give you $200. If I get it before you, I'll leave it on the dresser. Just treating him like, just treating him like a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, raises it to 300 right away. I don't know. Yeah. That makes me feel uncomfortable. $300. Uh, and, you know, not to skip ahead, but, or, well, to skip ahead. <laughs> Spoiler uh, alert. <laughs> uh, she, like, apologizes for this at the end, which I guess is kind of, like, you yeah, know, pattern. a bit surprising. Um, it's true, but, uh, it's like her putting the trophy back together after dinner party. Right. Right. There's probably a lot of that. You compare this, the way that Michael responds to, to Jan's ask and and all the, the amount that he has to drive to when he breaks up with Holly or employee transfer, um, (laughs) when Holly is transferred back to Nashua and Michael just suggests that they drive back and forth and see each other on weekends only. (laughs) And Holly says, how long can we do that? And Michael says years. Like Michael, when when he's actually like in love or at least he, like yeah. with the person that on the other end of his affection, like he's he's willing to do so much. Um, but when, like you said, Alex, is very transactional like this, like he's he's so concerned about driving a lot and that kind of thing. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly like the even just the way he's like, well, I don't know. I. I've been driving a lot like it's that's that's totally an excuse. And and, uh, you know. What we learn later when Phyllis uses her psychological magic on Michael, mm-hmm. he's unhappy when he's with her. You know that that that's what's going on deep down, and it and it uh, and it takes a trip to the Steamtown Mall with uh, some of his favorite Scranton ladies, where the root of it. all relationships <laughs> come to light. Yeah, uh, Mall. And of course, uh, they get there in uh, Meredith's van. What a great Meredith episode! <laughs> yeah, Meredith is a, is is winning a lot of points this episode. She's really holding it down. My van, my rules. Uh, the empty chip bag out the window. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... I don't think she's gonna make it. <laughs> Many women are competent drivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would just be so uncomfortable to be driving a lot of your coworkers and to get into an accident like that in the parking lot. <laughs> well, like the car is like swerving and apparently. 
And according Angela's to Michael, just it's screaming from the back. <laughs> smells like vomit and cigarettes. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, it's a palpable smell there. Like I know what that a lot of time van smells like. Not that I know like vomit and cigarettes. I just mean like that van <laughs> Meredith has. It's like we've you've had a you've got a ride or someone your kid or it's like you know that there's a certain smell that's just like oh. <laughs> no bueno. I had my car stolen uh, earlier this year. And then when it was like recovered and I went and saw it, that's pretty much what it smelled like inside. It was heavy of cigarettes, but also a little vomit. Um, so it's uh hits you <laughs> hits you right in the back of the throat. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before everyone leaves for the mall, of course, uh, to we get uh, Dwight launching his investigation. I I ju- we got to go back to this because again, yep. these are some of the greatest lines in the entire series. Um, back to back. I mean, uh, Dwight suggests that he's going to install floodlights in the parking lot. Now I know what you're thinking. Won't that just shed more light on the penises? (laughs) And then of course, finally, uh, (laughs) calling Phyllis phallus. Sorry. I have penises on the brain, man. The writers must've just been like, everyone must've gone home early that day when they came up with that joke. Nailed it. <laughs> Phallus. Like, oh, we didn't even we didn't even know that we were gonna use that joke when we picked her name. And the first that step- was uh okay, go ahead. No, no, you there's a there's a blooper where Dwight is trying to or Rain Wilson, I should say, is trying to get through that line and everybody's laughing and the scene is clearly not going to make it and it's clearly <laughs> going to be a cut. And Steve Carell turns to him and says, Why do you keep going? Yeah, because <laughs> he's like trying to find his way through the line. Yeah, yeah. everyone in the like, yeah, they're all laughing in the room. But yeah, uh, Dwight's investigations. The first thing he does actually is is bring a folder full of dick pics to Michael to mm-hmm. to to look over and says there's several penises. I'd love Phyllis to run her <laughs> eyes over, you know, see if we can catch this pervert. Um, and it's just like just guys jumping in to fix this right away without any thought as to like what the actual issue that's going on is. Um, yeah. Dwight slips a Polaroid of his own, his own junk in there. I guess yeah. we're, le- we're led to believe is you think that's by accident or you think he's, it's a control, it's a you con- know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, I need one more in there. We're, we're like one short. Like, that's what you call it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's well, like, um, if she picks mine, I know she's lying. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it couldn't have been that penis. Both Michael and Dwight spring into action in their own sort of unique ways that is indicative of their personalities. Dwight goes into this full on protection mode, protection that becomes vengeance almost. Rather, a thousand innocent men run free than one guilty man, or excuse me, uh, rather, 1,000 innocent men are locked up, the one guilty person runs free. (laughs) And like his security measures are so over the top and and are clearly tailored around Angela and her presence. (laughs) And um and then michael on the other hand goes all the way into becoming this sort of trying to portray himself as this women's right activist um and and really like trying to portray that he's this you know paragon of uh of emotional intelligence and like understanding and knowing the crap out of women um (laughs) it's it's so 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 self-centered and uh like about him demonstrating his own sort of yeah um virtue to everyone but yeah yeah, it's I mean, it's just so 
I mean, the things that Michael says, they they hold the, the conference room meeting and Michael is just spewing sexism. And Karen is the old, like, I mean, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> at one point, Michael is like, look at, you know, models like do women really look that way? No, they don't. Even the hot ones are not as skinny in real look life around. or something like yeah. that. And Pam mm-hmm. is just like. Pam does one of these like, oh, my God, is anyone hearing this? Finally, Karen stands up and say, or like, you know, says stands up to Michael. You're being, <laughs> yeah, stands up to Michael and says, you're being extremely misogynistic. <laughs> and he just takes that as a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. He's like, it it's means sexist. you're being sexist. He's like, no. no, it means I'm being misogynistic. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he thinks that word means? I don't even... <laughs> I think he thinks it means like gentlemanly. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think he hears the word massage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, or like chivalrous or something yeah. is what yeah. he kind of thinks it means. I mean, he struggles with R-E-S-P-B-C-T. So yeah. find out what it means to me. That word is me. definitely out of, his, uh, out of his vocabulary, but yeah. <laughs> I think um, another piece that we have alongside just following the timeline of the episode, um, we have Andy jumping in to support Dwight and his task force. Um, yeah. Something that's explained a little bit more in detail in um, in the super fan edit. But we do see Andy volunteering as kind of this right hand man to Dwight, which is a funny pairing that we don't see all that often, um, given their rivalry and duel and different relationships with Angela. But it's fun to watch them kind of work together in this in this episode. Yeah, we, yeah we do get some the wonderful bo- halvesies holdies mm-hmm. scene at <laughs> yeah. the end. It's perfect, and we do get uh, delete some deleted content from that storyline too. Uh, Dwight is eating borscht uh, cold oh, yes. in the <laughs> chili. He's eating and- chili. <laughs> yeah, I think he says I couldn't believe he came back again. Ha ha ha! Very funny. No, uh, <laughs> he's eating borscht, and then. Um, Andy, of course, is like, you know, oh, like, you know, talking about gazpacho. And then he's like, believe me. Or no, he's like, uh, you need to try my vicious swaz. And he's like, stop trying to. He's like, I will never be your vicious swaz. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that exchange. So it's in the super fan cut, a deleted scene. But I need to make um, you right. Yeah. Andy says, you know what else to serve cold? Gaspacho. I'm establishing a mutual love of cold soups. And then <laughs> the way that Dwight just kind of responds to Andy's advances of friendship is very funny. It's very different from Michael when Andy also puts on that full court press, but he says, I need to make you my vichyssois. Dwight says, I'll never be your vichyssois. He's like, and he's like, don't try to kiss my ass. Believe me, you do not want to kiss this ass. <laughs> That's what Dwight says. We, we've mentioned before on the show that there's like a comedy that comes whenever you get to see Dwight's socks. Mm-hmm. There's a similar kind of comedy to whenever Dwight is eating because he's so immersed in it and yeah. has to talk through it. And talks through it. Yeah. 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 There's like a commitment that it comes to just eating it's the most basic like, thing. He like throws his head back a lot, I feel like, when he's yeah, eating. He does. He does. Mm. He's chewing. Everything is yeah. all about. He's just getting energy into his body. He's not. He's not enjoying food yeah. eating ever. Purely and, fuel. And even in this context, when he's like on a mission, when he's in mission mode, Dwight, and he's like, 
eating a power bar while he puts up these flyers. Like it's he, he's he thinks he's an athlete. He does the exact same thing when him and Michael are trying to save the branch. You know, here, mm-hmm. replenish your fluids. He's got the mm-hmm. same kind of feel where he's like, we're on a mission. I got a bag of you know energy bars. Like I could do this all day, and he does. And he spends his entire workday putting up pictures of himself, uh, yeah, drawn by Pam. <laughs> One of Pam's best pranks. I agree. Definitely. I think that yeah, because Dwight doesn't know realize it. That's like one of the the best pieces of it. Is yeah. That, yeah. I love Jim's reaction to fi- figuring out the prank that Pam is doing by just seeing that in the refrigerator and just tapping it. That it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> this man, I love the. It just says this man is a pervert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Dwight looks at it and says, ah, it doesn't seem like the type. <laughs> and as soon as he recruits Andy to do it, the fir- Andy grabs the pile, looks at it, pile of, of flyers, and says, like, Dwight, you ever thought about growing out a mustache, you know, to go with that Camaro you drive or something like that? It's like right away, mm-hmm. Andy gives him the... Yeah, he knows. Like, <laughs> he knows right away, and, and, and Dwight still doesn't see it, of course. Something mm. uh, that we also see as like uh, in in this extended super fan cut. Well, a joke that makes it in the regular quote unquote episode is um, Dwight calling Andy Moonface. Yes, yeah, that's right. For Thanks, Moonface. Uh, but what we see in the extended cut is Dwight is in the parking lot looking around with binoculars, and Michael and a magnifying him. glass. Yeah, <laughs> Michael says, "Hey, Moonface, you're gonna b- burn your eyes out." Or uh, something like that. You're going to go blind. Yeah, and and right. Dwight says, I know how to use lenses. <laughs> then, he immediately, then he immediately takes that same insult and directs it yeah, at Andy. Yeah. So there's like this chain of, of, uh, of I like love that. meanness, I guess, or insults mm-hmm. that kind of goes in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michael love probably heard same, similar things from like Todd Packer. Right. Well, I think we yeah. first hear it from Billy Merchant, right? Oh, yeah. yeah the moon that face moon face kid. kid. <laughs> yeah. So it all, started, it all yeah. started with Billy Merchant. <laughs> uh well you know so I'm then stop we get you right there okay and leave <laughs> so we've got michael and uh and the women of dunder mifflin scranton at the mall uh everyone's sitting around having lemonades which um, by the and- way they go to the mall because of what what michael brings them into the conference room and and Angela basically says, this is not work talk. Like, we should not be talking about this here. Right. Uh, Angela's actually very good at that. <laughs> she is, yes. Um, and so, and Michael's like, you're right. It's it's this, we're in a very masculine environment, this office, right? So we need to go somewhere else. We'll go to the mall. Um, and clearly he's like, what's the first place a woman would want to go? How about the mall? I le- um, Kelly is immediately excited. I love the camera panning to Kelly in that moment is perfect. And I love that everyone else is like, you know, Karen is like, yeah, I would definitely be offended, but uh, I actually do have a lot of stuff in my car that I need to return. So yeah. everyone just kind of goes along with it. Yep. Pam needs new hand towels. Mm-hmm. That's like a funny dynamic in this episode is that everyone, they, they all kind of agree it's offensive, but they're like, I need to go anyway. Like there's there's a convenience yeah. oh, element, which is kind of funny built into at it. At any I mean, point. We're yeah. still getting out of work to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... I'll go to the mall. I think I mean that that is a theme, right? Especially expressed by like Jim and Pam, Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. it's something to the extent of yes, this is annoying and a huge waste of time and often offensive um, to any number of communities. 
but uh, at least we're not we we get out of work or, or <laughs> yeah or, or something like that. Yeah. That's always the most important thing. Or like when Pam falls asleep on Jim's shoulder. Good day. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And right away too, uh, we get Angela does not like the mall because of she gets made fun of for having to shop in kids' stores, junior sections, and 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 large a store for large colonial dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny. I love the way she shouts that line. I know, the colonial dolls very loud in there what's yeah. funny is even earlier in this episode like there we there's a lot about angela's clothes in this and even early on dwight puts out the memo to all female employees with his with his like <laughs> dictator level rules of like it you know no more than one inch right. heels they have to get written approval from dwight Schrute before they talk to any stranger uh they must have Earth full sleeves uh, muted colors you know everything to the to the wrists, like and it's like no one dresses like that. They pan mm-hmm. over to An- or they pan over to Angela. But the thing is, Angela's wearing maybe her loudest outfit she ever wears on the <laughs> on the entire show, which is this sweater with all these kittens knit all over it. Oh yeah, it's just funny they didn't put her in more you know like colonial clothes garb, colonial yeah. doll clothing. Yeah. yeah, she's wearing actually a <laughs> crazy cool sweater. Yeah. Anyway, uh, well, you know. Th- at the ball, we get this kind of confession from Michael of what's going on with him and Jan, which is nightmarish, right? It's yeah. like, well, uh, Michael tries to open the conversation as like this open discussion about women's issues and to to try to create this forum. But really, it becomes a forum for him to talk about what's going on with him and Jan. He is to open the conversation because no one wants to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's again very funny how his priorities shift from giving them a platform to talk to then just venting and, and talking to them about his relationship again make friends second make sales second make or sorry make friends first sales second make love third in no particular order Michael's priorities constantly shifting and yeah. changing um, <laughs> as things go so yeah it, be, it very very quickly becomes them giving advice to Michael about him and Jan his first attempt at when they all sit down, let's dish long period of silence. What is a pap smear or is it schmear? <laughs> Michael just, this is what's in his head. Uh, well, and then Pam, Pam immediately. Okay. Yeah. Changes the subject. New topic. Kelly, how are things with Ryan? Yeah. Just a, a nice little softball. Just the, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, awful. But I mean, sometimes awesome. It's Kelly's response. Uh, but yeah, they talk about the role play. Uh, they get into Michael and Jan at, are videotaping their sex as we see later in dinner party. It's still happening. They watch it back immediately after. So and that she can Jan watches it with and... her therapist. Yikes. Who? Not healthy behavior, as Karen wisely points yeah, out. I'm um, going to say even Jan's apology at the end of this episode <laughs> does yeah. not make up for any of that. Yeah. And but Michael's Michael's trying his best to sort of normalize it, you know. He's he's not seeing all their signs. I mean, he he, he does eventually, but he's saying, "Nah, she's fooling around. It's a woman thing." I guess. Uh, I love it. He's like, ah, she's just fooling around. She's just fooling around. <laughs> well, um, Michael who so desperately needs therapy. This is like the one moment where he actually gets to talk about his relationship and talks about how he can't his struggles with it. I mean, he talks about the like, how do you feel about role play? And then he talks about how he can't seem to get into the wearing the schoolgirl outfit. 
And there's like <laughs> these very like, oh, my God, kind of moments where Michael is actually being honest and talking about his relationship with Jan and mm -hmm. Michael, who is so and it doesn't change for uh, for quite a while. It's so obsessed with image and he's so obsessed with the fact that Jan is uh, is is beautiful and smart and that's and hot. And that's who she he should be with because of that. Um, it takes them making him run through this list and being honest and yeah. for him to realize I'm unhappy when I'm with her. He mm -hmm. has to says that he has to say that back to himself to realize it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about Michael desperately needing therapy. I mean, it takes, what, five minutes for him to break out in tears about Jan, yeah. like right when they just press him for a little bit. <laughs> what am I going to do about Jan? You guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy really needs therapy. Um, mm -hmm. So go to BetterHelp uh, slash Scott. No, I don't know. I don't remember <laughs> the code anymore. That's um, probably the, uh, that's the code. It's got to be something like that. Um, and I love to, <laughs> I love to, um, post, like post having a, um, what's the a Eureka moment, Michael, where everything's mm -hmm. good again. Like in this one where he's eating, yeah. he's eating frozen yogurt after he comes to the realization he wants to break up with Jan. I can't believe yogurt has no calories. Like, mm -hmm. No one said it has no calories. He's just in a really good mood. And he's just like, he does this a lot where he that just is like, so get a little sugar true. in him. He's like, I fixed all my problems. We're good. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Like the second that somebody validates how he's feeling and says, like, you know, you should like break up with her, he's just like, yes. And then it's like, there's no, he's not even thinking about, he doesn't even care about <laughs> how he's going to have to actually go through this breakup and yeah. how she's going to be really upset. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. I mean, he never considers what actually he needs to do. It's just he's just constantly how he feels in the present moment. And that's it. And then, of course, immediately decides that he needs to reward um, everyone for helping him with this realization by buying them something at Victoria's Secret. Um, <laughs> this scene, this scene with him and Angela. <laughs> Can I get you a bustier? Like uh, thong yeah. panties or thong g-string t-back get a nice bra <laughs> padded bra see-through push-up lace thigh high bustier any just you know what i would love to buy you a fresh set of underwear it's another so line creepy. another line that really delivers a, a, a ridiculous blooper oh God. where angela <laughs> yeah. kinsey just says it's so gross <laughs> He's like, he's like, Santa would like to buy you. Santa wants to buy you a pair of panties, yeah, old girl. I, yeah, that's what he said. That's what he says. <laughs> I don't is. know. The fact that he uses the same cadence when he says bra back to back always gets me. I think that he, see, I, the line delivery is so yeah, funny. I, I, yeah. A nice bra, padded bra. <laughs> I just like that. It's like, I think it's like clearly the fact that he knows all these different things is probably how much he was looking at Victoria's Secret catalogs as a boy or mm. a teen, or probably still as an adult. That's probably still what porn is to him is a Victoria's <laughs> Secret catalog. But like, of course he, I, I like that. He just knows what every other oh, entire product line from that. <laughs> but uh, that's, yeah, that's where we get, I mean, that's sort of what initiates another wave of the Jim Pam Karen thing is Pam saying like, I'm in between boyfriends. I don't need anything sexy. I'm, you know, she buys, a towel to cut into hand towels, which is like, or a, a bathrobe. bathrobe. Sorry. Right. She's like, you're cutting a bathrobe from Victoria's Secret. Use the bathrobe. Like, come on. I'm you sure that. Get way sure towels. Plush. Yeah. You and know, then, you know, 
what's funny this reminded me one time um my mom bought me a set of towels because the brand said edwin on the label <laughs> and she just thought it would be a very funny <laughs> gift she's like i had to get it for you and That's they were awesome. they were terrible they felt like they were cut, made out of cut up back oh god <laughs> <laughs> what a shame speaking of that we had, i was in uh i was in japan and took a picture in front of the edwin jeans store and wow uh, that's right it's just so close to just straight up being your name it's one <laughs> just add one e it's edwin another... jeans no you just need to move the e to the, the yeah and in the S. that's all it is it's kind of like um amazon you know how they have the arrow that goes from a to z yeah like you need the yeah it's a, it's a pretty big company i know Japanese denim, yeah. yeah. And I wow. actually I found out about it for the first time in high school because I remember I was at a Costco of all places and I just saw a man wearing a t-shirt that said Edwin Jeans. <laughs> so, it's just That's crazy. my name. <laughs> like there's no other, there's no... It's me, I'm the bobblehead. Yeah. Sean Roney's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Um, at some point in what the mix here... What were we talking here, about? <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to say that like there's another deleted scene in here kind of wrapping up the the Andy and Dwight um stuff oh yeah which is a uh, you know as we said before they they kind of share this moment about cold soup and then later Andy is just like today I convinced Dwight that I love <laughs> yeah. cold soups why I don't know I don't have to know <laughs> that's what makes me so dangerous <laughs> <laughs> Season three, Andy, I is, love the, that. is the best. It's the I'm best, a, Andy. Yeah, it's it not really even is. close. Mm -hmm. he, he's still it's... doing all those looks, too, where, like, he'll say something and kind of do that, like, <laughs> like, yeah. he, like he's trying he to be really impressive. He doesn't just look at the camera. He tilts his face. Yeah. he throw, He's throwing angles and shapes. Yeah, he can, like, flatten <laughs> his neck out. It's so funny. He's not just the loose cannon. The platform on which the cannon sits is rotating in all directions yes yeah <laughs> that's true um no sorry what i want to bring it back real quick to victoria's secret uh okay pam pam has sorry pam has that talking head and then we see uh -huh. we see karen yes. talking to phyllis uh, saying yeah. like oh jim's gonna love them um mm -hmm. you know looking at this pair of of, of a bra and panties that i thought bought. it was a weird that's a weird thing to say i don't know that comment seems weird to me <laughs> yeah it's a little yeah. strange uh, well at least i don't know just, guys would just never say that it looks just feel yeah it looks great say it looks jim's gonna cool. love it it's like what are you thinking about jim's phyllis gonna love yeah it. <laughs> jim and pam having sex what it looks like well you know yeah, we know about it too we know to be fair when i about. when we go shopping and sean picks out a beanie i'm like ryan's gonna love it ryan's gonna love that <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a you should definitely buy it don't worry about the price in fact buy yes. it too yeah get a well, matching jacket has this been revealed on the show before that edwin so. is playing a long prank on me to always <laughs> encourage me to buy things that i don't need mm -hmm. <laughs> absolutely like, anytime i <laughs> like if we're in a store and i just like pick something up saying like, oh that is so you you should oh, you get gotta that. buy that every dude. time i'm just the devil and, on your like, shoulder. and i'm like well maybe and hey yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is not a and that's under his tone a... it's like yeah oh you should get it you clearly <laughs> like it you're here now I, it just I, you, you will be happy that you have it later when are you going to be back here again <laughs> i don't know about you sean but i, I feel it. like if edwin says that to me i'm like well edwin's 
Edwin's so responsible and <laughs> yeah, knows what he's, he's doing. If he's that, giving me the green light, I'm, it must exactly, be okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it doesn't happen so often anymore, but just because of geography. But unfortunately, uh, but I'm like the I'm not a devil on your shoulder. I'm like what, like a monopoly man on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You should just start sending him Amazon devil links horns. to products, being like, yeah. With Sean, a... this is so you. You should definitely buy this. <laughs> not devil horns. I was going to say like a top hat and a monocle. Yeah, <laughs> <And> coattails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. This way, big red is. spiky tail. Mm-hmm. I have both <laughs> utilities. Yeah. All <laughs> right. Back to the office. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Pam, Pam sees the interaction, and it just like, yeah. it's one of probably six times in this episode that Pam, yeah. and honestly, there's another one where Karen even sees it happening. Karen looks at Pam when they're, they're kind of giving different advice to Michael. Because um, Karen says, at, when they're all having lunch, um, you know, maybe you guys are in a rough patch. You just need to work through it because I think clearly her and Jim are in a rough patch at this point. Mm-hmm. At that same time, Pam's being like, I don't know. Like, I think if you're just with the wrong person, you need to break up. And the mm-hmm. way Karen looks at Pam is just like, you're you think this about me and Jim, don't you? Mm-hmm. Like you and it's and just, this is pre beach games. This is right before games. beach games. But I right. just think but still, I think where Karen and and Jim are at is like, she's kind of the advice she's giving Michael. She would like to give herself and she's not having it reflected back by Pam. And it kind of, yeah, she's feeling that. Yeah. I mean, Pam, like certainly Pam is feeling, um, pretty down this episode ever since the beginning where we see that moment, her looking at Karen and Jim hugging, She's she's feeling pretty low, it seems like. But she has a moment where she regains some confidence when she changes the tire on Meredith's car mm-hmm. um, using the bathrobe that she just got when Michael, the man, can't doesn't know how to change a tire. Um, and this is kind of a turning point for Pam for the rest of the season, I think. Uh, because we do get beach games after this, and yeah, and then her confronting Karen again after that. Yeah, it's a it's a progression that happens. <clears throat> excuse me, all throughout the season, um, and it begins with the fact that in the season opener that she's called off her marriage with Roy, and I think it's something that she grows over the course of the season that leads into yeah. that beach games episode. Michael, when he talks about wit. Oh. Just Edwin just cut out. Can't hear him. Hmm. His mic cut out. Oh no. Oh, oh. back. I'm back. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Sorry. Restart that you, thought, perhaps? Yeah. Here. Okay. You want me to clap? <laughs> um it's a seasonal progression from Pam. We see it at the very beginning when she's called off her her marriage or engagement with Roy and just her growth as a character over the season to feel more empowered um, is something that is just really nice to see. It's like genuine character development that happens over the course of the season. I feel like uh, we talk about things being earned and I feel like that's one thing that is very earned over the course of the season. And this is one of those moments or one of those episodes where she changes the tire. She feels good about herself. Uh, Michael even says later when he's talking about wishes, he wishes for Pam courage. And this is something that mm-hmm. Pam exhibits in the Beach Games episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, it's part of the overall seasonal arc for Pam, which I think uh, is done really well in this season and in this episode. Hmm. 
Uh, yeah. Think... Go ahead. Okay, thank you. One other thing, when they get back to the office and Michael is prepared to break up with Jan and he's trying to call her, <laughs> Pam says, good luck, Michael. And Karen says, okay, remember, be strong. Again, just kind of their different, mm-hmm. not appro- not approaches, but just, just showing them kind of in... Like they're not the same character. They're not the same yeah. person. They're they trying they're, to. They can be very opposed. Um, yeah. Not that that <laughs> sums up their characters, but just they come at it from different angles. They give different advice um, for Michael. I do love as soon as uh, Michael's like, oh, uh, voicemail. She's like, don't leave a message. <laughs> like Pam knows right away. <laughs> this is not a good idea. God. And then that the reveal of that. Chan's listening to it. The way so Michael good. is still pitching food for them to go out to get while she's Chinese. listening to it just yeah. kills me. Maybe some Italian, Chinese. <laughs> and then you just hear that little, okay, buddy. <laughs> this is a few episodes after Jan throws out Chinese as her cheap suggestion. That That's right. My That's cheap right. Suggestion. Yeah. <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, there is another storyline going on during this entire episode that we haven't even mentioned, which is kind of a boring one. But oh, sure. the, the men of of Dunder Mifflin Scranton uh, infiltrate the women's bathroom, which is quite cozy. Yeah, there's a fountain in there. Uh, couch, a couch, love. Seat. Jim kind of falls asleep. They're reading oh, L magazine. God. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, they have one of the same blankets that we see on the back of. Dwight's couch. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And the finale. Um, they have the same one there in the women's restroom. That's right. That's uh, right. Appears to just be the one stall. Yeah. And That's right. otherwise, it's just a living room a lounge. Yeah, a little lounge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Creed coming in, rocking some serious like two thousand eight, two thousand seven mm-hmm. headphones. Those little round ones yeah. that wrap around the back. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god, I had those. I had those. I bet I had those. And then I think I think it's very funny that it's kind of a mirror for um the women's group that is assembled by Michael and taken to the mall that the men of the office end up just kind of randomly in the women's bathroom. Like it's 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 a very it's kind of a funny little counterpoint where they Michael is bringing them together and Michael is talking about I need my girls. I love you. You know, he says that. Right? <laughs> yeah. And in the in the men's or in the women's restroom, they're kind of like we hang out an appropriate amount of time. Like, yeah, <laughs> they don't have that shared camaraderie. Yeah. yeah, I love the and way Toby's think... just flipping through that magazine. It's just it's funny. Mm-hmm. There's there is something that is nice about the way that the um, like at the mall that like Phyllis and Pam and Karen are so free to give Michael advice, even though he's been so offensive pretty much the entire time. I think there's an element of them, them knowing Michael and knowing that he needs a lot of help. Like what Phyllis says, you know, he has a lot of problems and he's stupid. So they <laughs> yeah. kind of know about Michael in that way. Or when uh, in the merger, when Michael is doing all these things and um, or earlier in the season, I should say, and it, it, they, is he always like this? Sometimes he brings more costumes, you know? Yeah. So there's this element of writing out the Michael storm that I think a lot of the characters kind of have. And they even give him relationship advice. And yeah. I think, there's an element of that too, kind of share between Phyllis and and Pam, where they're in the room and Dwight has appointed Pam to try to take a sketch, which leads to the drawing. But Phyllis says, "I didn't really get a good look," and Pam says, "It's okay. I don't feel like answering phones." Like they're I love just kind that of moment. there I for each that. other, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Pam is there for Phyllis, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and and it's also it's like they get to see that Michael's clearly in kind of an emotionally abusive relationship, and once you see that in someone, it's hard to still, it's just hard to still feel one sided about someone um, mm-hmm. when you see what's happening. I mean, but kind of much in the same way in Garden Party, where on the they hear on the baby monitor right. of Andy's dad talking right. to Andy and just being like, oh gosh, like everything about Andy, there it is. Like you heard what just happened. Um, that's kind of, I feel like what they're all, what all the women are getting with, with hearing about jam. This. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with, uh, that, this mirror mm-hmm. trick that somehow <laughs> Dwight falls for in the ladies restroom with the mirror, uh, the <laughs> yeah. mustache drawn on the mirror rather. Another, another great iconic moment from, uh, from the series. Um, and one that reminds us, uh, re- reminds me of our time at Lady Justice in uh, in Colorado. Oh, good <laughs> shout out! Uh, when uh, yeah, shout out to Allison and Kate. They drew they drew the mustache on all the bathroom windows. Oh yeah, or on the all the bathroom mirrors. The bathroom yeah. windows. Sorry. <laughs> Super weird. So if somebody were looking in the window, they would have the mustache on them. <laughs> <laughs> Super strange choice, but hey, it's weird to have windows in the bathroom. But it is—it's fun to have uh, Dwight yell for Pam instead of Mike. Pam, yeah, yeah. You don't get a lot of that. It's a big one. That's good. Yeah, I think speaking of Dwight, one thing um, that I wanted to touch on is just the way that Dwight, in his sort of uh, investigative protective fury, removes all the the bananas from the break room. And then he's immediately eating them. Yeah. Again, just... being full full focused on eating them. Yeah. That's Tension. So funny. And again, just talks with his mouth full. They're action figures. They were they're worth more than your car. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, well, okay. Well, any other moments that we missed or or hot takes on this uh, episode? Just from the extended scene, the deleted scene about Jan obviously pushing Michael to read the wall street journal. And he's saying he doesn't mm-hmm. like the cartoons. Cause it's, it's like, this one just says Mel Karma's in. So he thinks the drawings of the writers are cartoons. That one Incredible. took me a second. Yeah. <laughs> that one took me a second. Incredible. I think that one, I mean, it's very funny, but I thought it made sense. It was, it, you could see why they cut it because it, yeah. we're supposed to kind of feel more uh, sympathy for Michael or realize the situation that he's in. I think, Earlier on in the episode. The other thing that I think from the extended cut that we get is I think the Bob Vance scene where he comes in and comforts Phyllis, I think helps a lot in us being, I think us being the audience moving on from um, the inciting episode or the inciting incident of the episode to the rest of the episode. I think I wish they had included that in the main feed because I thought that was impactful to have Bob be there. You know, I agree. Yeah. Also, we hear about Andy living with the dominatrix for three years oh, yeah. in Stamford. Yeah, that's right. Glad they cut that. That was a like, what? What? It's like, mm-hmm. that's okay. Can't be true. That was <laughs> kind of supposed to, felt like it was supposed to just be another Cornell joke at some point, but I'm mm-hmm. glad they took that out. And then, but yeah, most of the stuff they cut was all Andy and Dwight stuff. And anyway, I yeah. think too, uh, just, just broadly speaking, is that it, it, Having watched the series so many times and rewatched all these episodes many times, it's very easy to kind of get desensitized to all the things that Michael does. And then I, I think kind of right. rewatching it again for like not fresh eyes, but rewatching it as an isolated episode, not in uh, 
in that maybe maybe when you're watching <laughs> the whole series and you're watching episodes consecutively or or something mm-hmm. like that or it's on in the background you're listening to it because you know we've seen it or listened to it however many times i think rewatching this episode was pretty jarring as far as oh yeah um and and even by the office's standards you know i think uh this one really stood out as like just a lot of very uncomfortable things um yeah very much i mean yeah this this episode is right in line with sexual harassment diversity day like he's touching on all the topics that should not be brought up in the mm-hmm. office and saying the exact wrong thing um he and saying a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a funny scene too yeah, yeah we didn't even mention that but yeah <laughs> um but you know i think that's why i mean in, in a way that's what makes the michael scott or the or the David Brandt character um, so just outrageous and hilarious. Uh, you got to watch them just to cross that line. You know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, anyways, great episode for Michael Scott. Um, a big part of the Michael Scott experience. <laughs> Uh, Well, let's take a quick break and meet back up in the conference room. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, you know what? That's it. Conference room, five minutes. This week's conference room is uh, prompted from an email by Nami, a friend of the show, patron of the show. Thank you for listening and supporting us. Um, She wrote in with submitting her Spotify wrapped, but we were, I think, her number one show for the year. And the minutes count is pretty amazing. I think you guys have the email in front of you, do Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, uh, she says, once again, I'm submitting my minutes in hopes for a shout out. I do fall asleep to your podcast every night, but I set a sleep timer so that it doesn't play all night. She has a hundred and three thousand minutes or a hundred and three thousand four hundred and sixty nine minutes. Nice. Which is almost 72 full days of playing the <laughs> podcast. Uh, I listen to every new episode the day it drops. Uh, during the rest of the week, I re-listen to old episodes. Um, thank you so much to Nami. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, any, but I, but you know, let's put it out there. If 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 you beat that, if you beat one hundred and three thousand, beat it, Oscar. <laughs> so obviously, um, Spotify Rap is kind of a fun thing that happens at the end of the year, and I'm always kind of surprised when it happens because I, I always think that we're not actually at the end of the year. It's a little um, early. Yes, and we we were able to post a few things on our Instagram story, but I'm sure we missed a ton of people who posted, um, or a few people at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, so apologies for that, and thank you again for those who uh, not only you know shared it to their story, but also just for listening to us all year. Uh, it means a lot, and it's not a competition, but I do want you to compete. <laughs> <laughs> do do compete. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and the prize is a yogurt lid uh, on some paper clips. Um, but no, thank you. Thank you so much for, for spending that much time with us. Nami shout out to you. And I think this, I thought was be a fun conversation starter for Spotify wrapped itself and how we think the office would 
do their Spotify raps. Maybe, I mean, it might be easy to go, it might be too easy to go like, what would be the top artists on Michael, Jim, Pam, Dwight, whomever. Right. This, but maybe I'm thinking more about their listening habits. Like I think, mm. for example, Michael is the kind of person to be in a mood and listen to one song on repeat for like several hours. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dwight yeah. will have his his sessions in his car where he's like headbanging to prep for meetings or he's um, in the stairwell getting pumped up for his performance <laughs> review. Like he's got like I think all of these characters have different ways of listening to music that'll, uh, that would really influence their Spotify rap. Yeah, I see I see uh, a lot of like that this like motivational pop music that's like Lizzo and um mm-hmm. um who's the other one that's like I got my Gucci's on I got my Louis Vuitton anyways. <laughs> I'm the last person you should ask. <laughs> She's uh, she used to say I think she sang uh I'm all about that bass. Megan Trainer? Yeah. Megan Trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see hit, like it's all those songs like on repeat <laughs> 72 full days of Lizzo For Michael yeah exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael think... is very much into pop music whatever's kind of new mm-hmm. and yeah I think Ryan only listens to music when someone's in his car or over at his house like but he but he acts he, he projects like he listens to a lot of music but he actually doesn't at all he doesn't really know anything about music yeah, I Ryan, mean, he might, Ryan might do what I used to do, which is like you feel a responsibility to listen to every critically acclaimed oh, album, yeah. whether it's ambient noise or, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. what changed? Whatever. What do you do and, now? Oh, I still do it. He I listens guess. to only ambient noise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what do you do now? Sorry. Oh, I still do it. I don't know. <laughs> You don't, but, but yeah, you know, but you, but, but, but you don't have the pressure. You don't feel the pressure as much. You Ryan do. does it specifically to have his own opinion, to have his own talking point, mm-hmm. to be able to say, "Oh yeah, I know that. I know what you're talking about." Ryan listens to music throughout the year in the hopes of getting an eclectic, cool Spotify right. rap that he can share on his social media story, and then is profoundly disappointed at the end of the year when the actual results come out. Someone once told someone once. I was talking. Uh, oh no! Okay, one time I was getting a tattoo from a guy, and I was like, "Oh, I like all the music you're playing." And he was like, "Yeah, you really gotta make sure to tailor your algorithm correctly on Spotify." And I've got mine just right. <laughs> I was like, "Okay, whatever." <laughs> so what? Listen to music and yeah, so like just songs a- that you enjoy. And- <laughs> yeah, God, God forbid. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Angela's probably. Little drummer boy. That's her only song she's played. Yeah, yeah. Christmas music and yeah. holiday, yeah. holiday Christmas Christian, music Christian and Christmas is her two, mm-hmm. two genres. A lot of and metal. she likes that Run the Jewels cat album, totally. the one that's all meow <laughs> remixes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meredith Dwight is oh yeah. Go Meredith ahead. is all is like Motorhead, Def Leppard, ACDC, Poison, White Snake. Like she's yeah. pure. She's, Dwight might be the same. She's just like, yeah, she's just like, that's my era. That's what I liked when I was this age. I'm not changing it's too now. Bad. I could totally see Meredith and Dwight headbanging together. It's a shame that. Oh, they, that we know. they do. They Dwight do. says that in the finale. They say that exact oh, thing. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. God damn it. <laughs> it was, I, it was in your head. You, 
Yeah, I exactly. Know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and uh, I think Dwight probably dips in a little more to metal and Meredith maybe a little more classic rock. That would be my inclination, yep. my guess. Yeah, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Gabe? Oh, boy. I don't it's even Gabe know. If want, yeah. Well, uh-huh. he likes um, soundscapes. Mm-hmm. Oh, if, like ethereal soundscapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Asian mm-hmm. music, perhaps? I think, mm-hmm. yeah. Horror. Japanese music. Japan- Horror, like, like- Jap- yeah, it's like just it's like Japanese ambient music and then just like crazy horror weird you know, like, like soundtracks there, to horror movies that's what he listens well there to. is like horror electronic like clip clipping that one band that we like alex yeah which is the get that work make work, that work, work, yeah. work i mean oh, they yeah, are yeah, like a, they're like a horror like no no yes no not at yes. all yes how much how much how much clipping have you listened to outside of that song all of it it horror. is extreme Yes, they have a whole song about nope. this woman who like nope. eats men, and <laughs> like in graphic detail. And then they got another one about it. Okay, all right, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, I really hope you won't Look be clipping up. that out of this episode. That was a fantastic <laughs> exchange. I just they're such like experimental like artists with the sound. Like they do some the, cool stuff. But that is. But yeah. But it is like it's like uh, it's spooky. <laughs> no, it's it's got like a horror element to it. Anyways, uh, you're right. You're right. There's elements. They would be into that. I just don't think that would be anywhere on like their genre. Any, whatever, whatever. Yeah. What is the what is the soundtrack of the unsettling that accompanies the cinema mm. of the unsettling? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine Jim still listens to a lot of indie rock from the early from the 2010s. Totally. From like 2005 to 2015. He's I just like that's he's Jim like Zara and Wilco. Yeah, he loves like, Arcade Fire. Ar- oh, he loves Arcade Fire for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the T-shirt that he puts uh, CC in during the christening. That's right. Yeah, that's right. He went through a Damien Rice phase, but didn't tell anyone. Lawrence mm-hmm. in the Machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very much a very much Jim. I think. Um, Whose Spotify raps would you want to listen to the most? Clipping the is an ex- American experimental hip hop group. <laughs> okay. Great. Oh, you wait. Maybe that's settled. Clipping reimagines horrorcore. Okay. Yeah, horrorcore. An that's absurdist hip hop subgenre. Mm hmm. Okay. Industrial hip hop. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's all over the place. Like, uh, we got to throw it all out. There's nothing. Nothing yeah, for us. <laughs> this place would be good for for some clipping. Um, <laughs> what, I guess, what characters' uh, Spotify rap playlist? Would I bet you, you think you would most enjoy. Mm. I bet Toby is is all true crime podcasts, audiobooks, yeah. yeah, yeah, you know stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I'm definitely going to dive into uh, into what he has been listening to. I um, probably like Creeds. He's probably just listened to a lot of good old, just good classic rock. The Dead. Yeah, I'd probably mm-hmm. be way into his. Um, I think maybe for me, maybe Daryl, smooth, mellow, soulful. Daryl's mm-hmm. probably got a lot of great, yeah, soul RB on there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, dude. My my wrapped like this year. I was into a lot of tell s- me about specific it specific types of like. Mm. Horrorcore. Well, there, a lot of horrorcore. <laughs> There's a lot of like a new wave of like country type music that i listened to a ton of this year Mm -hmm. not like pop country or anything but like um uh, a lot of coulter wall 
I listened to mm. a lot of him, like some Orville Peck. Um, uh, uh, what are they called? The uh, cactus, cactus blossoms. Hmm. What they're called? Nopales. Sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of like, a lot of that stuff was all over my rap too. That sounds good. I I got to listen great. to Cactus Blossom. What about you, Edwin? Spotify raps is good. I think uh, it's always it's it's never really a surprise. You know, you can kind of right. tell what what you're super into. Um, yeah, I think broadly speaking, uh, I like a lot of modern like funk, jazz, neo soul kind of stuff. That's like normally yeah. where my tastes go. So Corey Wong, um, yeah, is normally at the top of the list. I don't think he was top of the artist this year, but um, a, a lot of was on zone. mine. A lot of Wolfpack. There you go. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. And then also, hey, new Wolfpack coming soon. They've been dropping some new music. Um, but I always find that the music that you listen to when you work out on Spotify always like yeah. tips the rap results in a, in a way that isn't actually right. indicative of like yep. what your favorite music is. Like That's always the thing where it's like your top yep. songs. Like, well, kind of. I mean, the song I listen to the most, you know. Yep. Um, like LCD but, yeah. Sound System will never be out of my rap like, artists because they're just mm-hmm. like – so many things in my life. I'm just like, I'm going to put on some LCD sound system. <laughs> they're just, they're always going to be there. That's, and the Beatles, the Beatles are always top three. They're always going to be there for me. Just mm-hmm. how it is. Yeah, Sean? I got, uh, I got a lot of hyper pop on my, on my, uh, Spotify wrapped. hundred Gex. Is that what that is? hundred Gex. Um, there's, uh, this rapper four, five, four that I really mm-hmm. have, been loving all of his stuff which actually was an album from a couple of years ago i've been into this guy meat computer i listened to a lot of meat computer this year um but my number one song and i just god i love this song so much is uh let's kick his ass by father and zach fox oh um, you told me about this band yeah zach fox is a great um Hip hop artist, right? Yeah. Awesome hip hop artist. Very funny. Um, and Let's Kick His Ass is like such a good song. Nice. Uh, and then, yeah, listen to it. And then Toro Imoa was my number one artist for the year, though. Um, which is pretty often because that's just, that's such to me, his music, you can just put it on anywhere for anyone at any time. It's, Mm -hmm. it's always appropriate. Mm -hmm. My number one song was Traveler's Paradise by the Cactus Blossoms. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Well, thank you again for uh for Nami for sending in that email and for everyone yeah. for listening and sharing their Spotify wrapped and also for listening to us throughout the year. It's pretty amazing. It, if we were at the top of your Spotify wrapped, no matter how many minutes you have, thank you. We mm-hmm. we if, love you. If we, if we were even in the top five on your wrapped, thank you. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Number one or not. Yeah. One in our hearts. Yeah. Well, uh, fellas, uh, you want to wrap it there? Speaking of wrapped. It's a little late here. We did go a little long talking about the episode. We'll save our trivia for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you have trivia that you would like to send in, email us, mspodcastcompany at gmail.com. You can also call us and leave us a message, 503-694-9314. Definitely got a voicemail episode uh Really? Coming up before the end of the year, right? I would say. Mm-hmm. Hashtag um, voice bag. Let's get it. <laughs> call us. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. we got a website, michaelscottpod.com. And, of course, we're on patreon.com slash michaelscott. You heard it all before. 
There's the White Lotus, White Lotus Christmas podcast uh, up there right now. So please join us for that. Um, the podcast has nothing to do with Christmas. It's just close to Christmas time. It and doesn't it has have white any... in it. So it's White Lotus Christmas. There you go. Yeah, you get it. They get it. They get it. You know. <laughs> um, uh, Tell you what, though, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a little Christmas cocktail when we record our next one. Tell you that much. Ooh. Um, portion of those Patreon funds go to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. So very special thank you to our patrons. Thank you for supporting the show. We couldn't do it without you, for real. Um, special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs all of our artwork, and this episode was recorded over video chat. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, um, for sending us your Spotify rap, for listening to us, and uh, just spending time with us throughout the year, as especially as we get into the end of the year and the holidays. Um, I know we say thank you every single week, but uh, but it's it just means a lot. It's a joy that we get to keep doing this and that we get to, uh, I think, share our friendship and share our love of the show with everybody um, week over week is uh, pretty incredible. So um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. Stay safe. We'll see you next week. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.